Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. This is Robin Boyd with you today, and we are getting Sandra Beck somewhere out there uh, in California. Sandra, are you on with us yet? I am. Can I? There you are. I hate Microsoft today and Windows Eight. (laughs) I wasn't sure how many years. Like I don't know, four or five years. And I every week I go to sign on to Skype. This week it said. Uh, your account is merged with another Microsoft account. Please confirm, and I can't do anything, so I'm locked out. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All of this technology we have at our, dispos- at our disposal, and none of it ever works when we need it to. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. Though, you know, it's amazing to watch these kids dip around on, on uh, the computers, you know, the ones that have been on there since infants. And it's perfect because, you know, it's, it's military month of the child. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting? Um, I had seen a couple of um, articles through our Facebook page, and I found them interesting. Let me just see if I can pull them up here. Um, it was uh, There was a great article on the Department of Defense um, website, and they have a whole uh, splash of uh, information on the military month of the chi- month of the military child. And I think it's so important to have um, some time to just feature the kids uh, who are serving just um, by virtue of of their parents serving. That's right. They're little soldiers. Yeah, absolutely. And Marines and airmen and and seamen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We we don't mean to. I've always used soldier generically, and and we do need to be correct in that. Um, The Department of Defense believes that military children serve their country alongside their military parents. DOD Director of the Office of Family Policy and Children of Youth has a whole article on this. So definitely go to defense.gov and look up this article about uh, military children. I think that's really great. You know, I love that they're publicly recognized, you know, because for many years, you know, they were told to kind of put up and shut up with whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, if they have to move, if they have to relocate, if they have to, you know, live in a country, you know, with different languages, you know, which for some kids is a really great opportunity. But for other kids, they really struggle with it. I have friends who have been deployed and uh, and their children also have, have lived overseas. And even though you and I as adults know that's a wonderful experience, their biggest complaint was that they missed out on the McDonald's Happy Meal prizes. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I started sending them boxes. Because, you know, you can buy the Happy Meal prizes uh, for like 99 cents. And I got in the habit of, you know, whenever I'd go to McDonald's with my kids, you know, to mm-hmm. buy a couple of them. And then those are great things to put into overseas care packages if your kids are your nieces and nephews or friends' children are overseas in an area where they can't get the Happy Meals, um, at least they can get the Happy Meal prizes because that's a big part of the American iconoculture. And when they come back, you know, that's just something that they, I I don't know why they miss that so much, but they do. Hmm. Well, I think because that's what children all uh, have a common ground with. And, um, you know, what's also interesting too, San, is the way so many organizations are kind of jumping on the bandwagon, if you will, for lack of a better term. For example, the the Sesame Street books that are are teaching resilience and that the Boys and Girls Clubs are doing programs specific to military children. I love that other organizations are making this a part of their initiative, not just saying, oh, um, you know, maybe one day of the of the year focusing on it, but they really are putting forth some of these great initiatives. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think, you know, we've had a lot of authors on over the years that have written books to help uh, children cope with, uh, mm. with deployment, with PCS moves, and with military life. So, um, I encourage everybody listening today to go into our iCars, our, 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 how do you say it? Our Ar- archives. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to check out some of those shows because, you know, there really are a lot of great things, uh, that, um, you know, that are out there for children today, and they're special interest books, so they're not necessarily always on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Mm. Sometime I'll have to have our grandniece on in that um, she has been um, PCSing with her family for a number of years. They're finally back in the States, but they've been, um, she's grown up for the most part in Germany. Uh, she has not grown up in the United States, so it'd be interesting to have her point of view. We should get her to write a book. That's right, because there aren't enough books out there for military kids, and especially for uh, teens. You know, I see an awful lot of books out there. Like, if I was going to put my wish list together, I see so many materials out there for little ones, you know, picture books mm-hmm. and toddler books and, you know, elementary school age books, but they seem to kind of fall off the map at about fifth grade, and you know, that's where I think kids need a lot of help in adjustment. You know, I know my kids have needed a lot more adjustment help, you know, in their later years, you know, like 7, 8, 9, 10, and up. Um, and their, you know, adjustment books that were their picture books were fun and they laid good groundwork. But, you know, we mm-hmm. need to put the call out for people to write some for the, the preteens, the tweens, you know, and the, and the early teens. I agree. When my kids were that age, I didn't mind having babysitters for them when they were in early grade school. Um, Once we started getting closer to the junior high years, that's when I changed my career to fit their school schedule. I was fortunate that I was able to do that. Um, I worked in a school so that I had the time off because you know what, those junior high years, those high school years, I was really glad that I was around more, that I wasn't having to um, 
depend on either them being with sitters or whatever. Not everybody can do that, and I I, I understand that, and I I feel very fortunate because somehow those preteen and teen years are the years that are very um, sensitive to kids. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we're not reinventing the wheel here. We have millions of kids, you know, that have lived overseas, you know, as part of the military family lifestyle. You know, there's got to be a few of them willing to put pen to paper and help some of the younger kids out, um, you know, who are following in those footsteps. Hmm. be interesting to kind of do some, some statistics on how many kids we have living on um, overseas um, uh, bases and how many military kids we have living in the states. It'd just be interesting to see some statistics. I don't see that readily as I'm flipping through these these pages here. Um, well, I you know, had what, Dodea. when we had Dodia on, they said there were something like six hundred thousand kids in the system overseas. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's just astounding to think of how many kids are overseas. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, but it's, you know, good that we honor them. It's good that we, um, you know, that, that we, we have some resources for them. And, you know, some, they've got some really neat camps that they do in the summer for, uh, deployment kids. That's totally worth checking out. I wanted to go to like three of them. Absolutely. And I know a lot of the youth, um, uh, youth organizations will have special, um, programs that are available to military families. So you definitely want to double check in your area, especially if you're not right near uh, a, fac- a facility. You want to just check with the youth camps in your area to say, all right, is there military uh, benefits or any military um, advantages? Because there are some and it's worth checking into. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um uh, you know, and I, I think that, you know, checking out Military Writers Society of America is another great place for parents to go uh, for resources for children because there are some neat children's books featured in there that are military family friendly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, um, you know, it's just, I think that it would be great to just uh, have them start writing blogs. I, I think they should at least be writing a blog. They certainly are very social media f- um, savvy, so <laughs> we should have them in there doing some blogging. That's right. Or somebody create a Facebook group. Um, I don't know of any teen Facebook groups. You know, I mean, we could talk to Marcella Stretch. She seems to have a lot of great ideas and resources. But, you know, a Facebook group would be another great idea uh, Absolutely. for kids all over the world to connect. That would be. That would be. And um, I, you know what? We're getting close to the end, uh, end of this segment, Sam. We want to let everybody know that we have Deb Boulanger coming on. Uh, let everybody know a little bit about Deb before we go to break. Yeah, um, she's a whole life coach, and she uh, is recently divorced, and her specialty is nutrition and good living, and, and she's going to teach us a lot about, uh, you know, ways we can feed our kids that are cost-effective and healthy, you know, and don't blow you out, uh, you know, trying to prepare all this stuff. I'm like, you know, we have one more person to tell us, you know, give your kids carrot sticks, give your kids celery sticks, yeah, and have them whip them back <laughs> at us because they hate them and they're sick of them. So I think we'll call our next opening segment No More Carrot Sticks. There you go. 
<laughs> One of the Facebook groups that I that I'm on has been doing a recipe with beans with brownies. We'll have to ask Deb about this. Uh, have you seen this recipe with a black? It's a black bean brownie recipe. I think is what it is. Ew. I know that was my yeah. It sounds yeah. awful. Black bean brownies. I know, but everybody who has been posting about it, I'll have to go through Facebook and see if I can find it. We'll definitely ask Deb about it and see if she knows what we're talking about. We're going to be chatting with Deb Boulanger, uh, and we'll have to double check exactly how to say her last name because I'm sure I'm not saying it right. She is the whole life coach, and she has lots of information for us coming up on this show of Military Mom Talk Radio. Stay with us. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's in. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio 
Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And as promised, we have Deb Boulanger with us today. And she is going to give us a great, great opportunity so that we don't have to have that wonderful phrase, no more carrot sticks, no more celery sticks, Mom. What can we do with today's lunches? <laughs> so <laughs> it's great to have you here, Deb. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much, Sandra. And hi, Robin. It's so great to be here. And as you both know, I live in New York, and I don't live near a military base, and I'm not familiar with the lifestyle, but I do want to give my heartfelt thanks to the members of the military and their families who are listening to this broadcast. The only reason why I'm able to be here with you today and share what I've learned about food and good nutrition is because you or someone you love has defended my personal freedom and allowed me to do so. So... I do know people in my own life and what Sandra has shared with me that living on a military base is difficult and that you're doing the best you can given what you have access to. And it's my goal to help you work within those restraints and start feeling healthier and more energetic and feeling good about giving your kids food that are, that's going to help them be smart and healthy and strong and free from disease. So that's what I'm looking forward to today. I know that uh, it is so difficult many times for people who are on a base because they might not have the, um, they might be in a new area, they might be in an area that has smaller markets instead of the bigger stores that they may have been used to if they've gotten relocated. What are some basics, Deb, uh, to start out with as far as, I mean, everybody knows we're supposed to have all the veggies and we're supposed to have all, but I've got to talk to you because before we were going to the break, we started talking about those black bean brownies. Am, am I off the wall? Have you heard about these or have tasted them? Well, there are so many varieties of flours out there today that are made from beans or nuts or even coconut flour. So these are all great substitutes, and it's fun to experiment and try to make your favorite desserts and swap out the not-so-great white processed bleach flour and uh, try some of these other other substitutes. So I hadn't heard of black bean flour, but I'm not surprised. (laughs) Well, I, I think that's what it is, and like I say, I'll have to keep, kind of look look for the recipe while we're while we're chatting because um, somebody said that they thought their kids were just crazy about them, and and I I think that it's cool. But but starting with what we were asking you, what do you find are some of the best staples that we can get, no matter what kind of market that we're in as far as because you know the other thing I wanted to say too is sometimes produce is not easily found right now in New England we have things from Chile we have things from um, South America obviously uh, Mexico it's hard to find fresh produce it's hard to find fresh produce it's true and it's probably even harder to find organic produce that might be non-existent on a military base But uh, fresh is always best. Uh, Frozen is a good second substitute. And as far as packaged foods go, you know, you have great choices with the number of different canned beans. We have chickpeas, kidney beans, brown, uh, black 
beans, adzuki beans, um, that are great staples for any pantry. And you have good whole grains too. Hopefully you can get your hands on some brown rice or wild rice. Wild rice isn't even a grain, it's actually a seed and is very healthy for you. So there are healthy alternatives. And I, I guess the number one thing that I want people to walk away with today is what's actually bad for you on the shelf that I'd love mm. for you to avoid so that we don't become one of the statistics with heart disease and diabetes in this country, which is just through the roof. And unfortunately, it's many of the really, really easy to grab prepared foods that are readily available in the commissaries, I'm sure that are some of the culprits. So some of the things to avoid are uh, trans fats. So trans fats or hydrogenated oils are, th are fats that uh, were made solid at room temperature so that things stay on the shelf forever. I mean, it's no secret why Entman's cookies or any other brand of cookies out there stay fresh on the, the shelf forever. It's because they're made with these trans fats. So you want to avoid those. The other big culprit and one of the biggest culprits in our increasing rate of diabetes and heart disease is high fructose corn syrup. So you want to make sure that whatever you're picking up for yourself or your kids is made with natural sugars and not high fructose corn syrup. And there are other things like um, food colorings, food additives, food preservatives, MSG. These things have been shown to cause ADD and ADHD in children. And I read an article in the New York Times a, a year or so ago that there was a popular brand of chips that shall I won't name, <laughs> but uh, that the manufacturers actually put chemicals into those chips to make them addictive. So that you want oh to eat goodness. more and more of them. Oh, it was insane. And that was the same article that highlighted the connection between these food additives and chemicals with ADD and ADHD. So I know it's hard, but make the best choices that you can. Wow. That's really scary when you start. And you know what's, what's frustrating, too, I think, is the fact that some of these chemicals you don't quite know what they are and you almost have to drag a book around with you just to be able to look everything up because if it was some weird name we're not going to know that it's something that's going to be um, addictive or whatever well it's a good clue anything that you can't pronounce is likely not good for you <laughs> unfortunately and I love what you said about black bean brownies so one of the tips for the moms out there might be to bag your own snacks for your kids. And I know not everyone has unlimited time, but even things as simple as popping popcorn and bagging it at home. And not all fats are good fats, but there's a great fat in coconut oil. And I don't know if you remember, but years and years ago when I was a kid, everyone said coconut oil was actually bad for you. But it turns out that coconut oil is a very, very good fat. It stays on the, sh the counter. It has a very long shelf life. It has a higher smoke point than olive oil. So it's really good mm. for sauteing. And it gives a nice, sweet, coconutty flavor to your food. And it's excellent with popcorn. Mm. Or air puffed. I love my air puffed popcorn. And I... I, you know, it's funny, Deb, because, you know, you've given me such good tips over the years, and, you know, the popcorn one is wonderful, because what I'll do is I'll make popcorn for a Friday night, you know, I use my air popper, and then I use those little snack bags, and I zip up the extras, 
And, you know, they last. You know, it'll sit for a couple of days. So I can throw them in the lunches next week. You know, it's leftovers for the kids. But, I mean, who who can't not like leftover popcorn? But you told me something last year that I never forgot, and I, I've shared with I, I probably 100 people I know. When I go to the grocery store to buy snacks for the kids, you told me to look for things that have, like, five ingredients or less. And when you look at certain potato chip brands or chip brands, you'll see ones that say, you know, corn or, um, yeah, like corn, salt, and oil, or potatoes, salt, and oil. You like, And that's it. And then you look at other ones, and I won't name them, but they have a whole, whole long list of chemicals. And I thought it was so easy, that rule of thumb, like, if it has five ingredients or less, you know, you're probably on the better at least, you know, not putting so many chemicals in your body intentionally versus what's already naturally in the environment. Yeah, exactly. What's in the bag should be what they say is in the bag, potato chips. And you don't need a whole lot to make potato chips except oil and salt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? I want to say something about salt. Because you mentioned popcorn, and what's great on popcorn is most of us like to salt our popcorn. And most of the table salt, all of the table salt that is uh, standard and available today is actually just processed sodium chloride. And it is devoid of any minerals. It doesn't have any iodine in it um, because they took the iodine out of salt. And it's actually bad for your system. It's toxic for the system. So what we want to do is look for high-quality natural sea salts. And sea salts are important because we can't live without salt, right? And we just don't realize that something as simple as salt can have an enormous difference on how we feel in our body and um, the ability to stay healthy. So um, Table salt is sodium chloride, but if you go and you can find sea salt, and you can, I searched on Amazon before the show, and I know you can get it on Amazon. You can get pink Himalayan sea salt. Uh, we can get uh, Celtic sea salt, and real sea salt has tons of minerals in it, and most of us are devoid of minerals, and minerals like magnesium, calcium, potassium, and it help us helps us stay hydrated. It helps balance the pH in the body, makes your your kidneys work more effectively, prevents muscle cramping, helps with our metabolism, lo- actually lowers blood pressure. Where doctors will say, you know, stay away from salt, you've got high blood pressure. Actually, real sea salt helps you lower your blood pressure. Wow! So you could actually have salt and those extra good minerals and all that other stuff that's in there. You know, and it's actually good for your body. Absolutely. In fact, salt is critical. I take a table, I take a, t- not a tablespoon, a teaspoon of salt every day in addition to what I put on my food. But I have really good quality Himalayan pink sea salt. Wow. Mm. So your bones are probably like rocking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> maybe on the other side of the break Deb you can talk to us a little bit more about what we should be um, considering as a balanced meal for our kids I think that food pyramid has changed shape so many times over the last 10 years and I think giving some good guidelines as far as healthy eating will be really helpful for us to be building our family's menus for the week we are talking with Deb Boulanger she is the whole food coach and we are delighted that 
that she is is with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Welcome to Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose, insights with heart. The Woohoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world from your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature soul sense system, Ann offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, Consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. Every week on Spark Your Soul Radio, Anne takes you on a journey into the heart of your soul sense. There, she helps translate your energy, essence, and soul truth knowing into positive action and change. From this space of personal awakening and transformation, you're able to reignite your spirit, spark your soul, and live in alignment with your vision and values. Ready to spark your soul? Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. As a member of the baby boomer generation, you want insights and ideas that factor into planning for, making choices about, and activating your new or mothballed dreams. As a boomer, you can learn how to act on your visions by tuning into the Awakening to Awareness show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you are inspired to follow your own path, step into new directions and are excited about what you as a recent or soon to be retiree can do with your life this is your show listen to the show that focuses on self-belief and possibilities for emerging seniors who look forward to life's third act with dread or amazing promise host eric tonigson and his guests Share entertaining ideas and explore strategies to reignite your passions and shift your intentions into action. In his naturally curious and motivating ways, Eric explores personal values, shares wisdom, and encourages you to unlock and live your potential and purpose. Join Eric and his Awakening to Awareness show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Toginet Talk Radio Network. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our guest today is Deb Boulanger. Deb, how can people reach you if they want to learn more about you? Sure, I'd be happy to um, talk with anyone who was spurred by any of the comments in today's call. Uh, what we've got is uh, my website is http colon slash slash liveaholelife.net. And there's a wealth of information there. There's also a free download, which anyone listening uh, would love, I think. Sandra, you downloaded it, I know. Uh, It's the Live a Whole Life Guide to Cooking and Eating Healthy Food Without Adding to Your To-Do List. So all you have to do is go to liveaholelife.net, because we all have too much to do, right? We want to eat good food, but we don't want to spend all day in the kitchen doing it. And uh, there's uh, about a 23-page guide there that will walk you through some of the basics that we're talking about today, too, about bagging your snacks and cook once, eat many times. You know, when you do make a, a healthy meal, make a lot of it. Make two or three times more than you really need to eat in that one sitting. And then you have it for breakfast or lunch or dinner the next day, and uh, you make really good use of your time in the kitchen. Well, I have it open right now. Oh, uh, what you what you taught me in that, Deb, I've taken one step further. Like, you know, we get super tomatoes, you know, certain times of the year out here in Southern California. And I will make tons of tomato sauce, tons of fresh tomato sauce, and I freeze it. I freeze it in little bags. And I have found that I'm, like, freezing everything. You know, I'll freeze, I'll make some dinners, you know, because the kids, it's just two kids and me. And I know some families, when they're partners on deployment, you know, their family is reduced by one, and that one, usually a big guy, can eat a lot. So, you know, when you make a lot of food like that, you can just freeze it and reheat it later, and it's wonderful because there's every once in a while I hit the wall. I get one of these weeks where I'm like, crap, I cannot cook. I can't get the laundry done. I can't get anything. You know, I couldn't get the house started on fire if I wanted to, (laughs) and it's so great to go in my freezer and pull out my own stuff that I know the kids will like that's not full of garbage. Um, you know, to feed them when I'm too tired to cook. I have this guide open right now. And what I like about this guide, Deb, is that you've broken things down so that we can look for them. For example, when we're looking at condiments and instead of going for um, the, the typical condiments, or typical regular salt, you could maybe put some garam masala on it or put some turmeric on on whatever you're cooking. That might give it that extra punch that wouldn't be normally what you would add extra salt for, except you not only have sea salt, but you have haramare, and is it pronounced gomasillo? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, gomasillo. I'm naive. I've never heard of it 
It's a blend of sesame seeds and salt, and it's uh, really tasty on top of salads and on top of vegetables. So, you know, we want food to taste good without a lot of extra additives to it. So using your condiments wisely, even if it's just a little cayenne pepper, and cayenne pepper is great because it heats up your metabolism and helps you you burn fuel a little more quickly and efficiently, and it's it's just very healthy overall for the body. So a little bit of sea salt and cayenne pepper, or like you said, turmeric. So if I've got some chicken breast, what I, I rely on a lot is uh, those boneless, skinless breasts of chicken. And I put them in a bowl, put a little olive oil around them, and uh, some salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion flakes or onion powder if I have it, a little turmeric. And then I'll uh, throw it on the grill or put it in a grill pan and then stick it in the refrigerator. And then I can, I've got chicken for chicken sandwiches or I've got chicken for chicken Caesar salad or to throw on top of, top of a salad. So that mm. works really well too. I like uh, the fact that you can have a lot of things that are frozen, for example, shrimp and have them in smaller portions so that you can take out just what you need and know that you've always got some portion control um, at your disposal instead of making a whole turkey or or chicken or a whole roast and then um, having things that are left over that if you're a busy person, those leftovers might get stuck in the fridge for a week and then they're gone, which is is unfortunate. Um, One of the things we started talking about before the break is balanced meals. And um, Mm -hmm. give us some good guidelines. When you have growing children, it's going to be different than maybe some of us ladies who are trying to watch our weight. Um, And as much as we should have good whole foods and good nutrition, what are some of the things that really children still need uh, in their diets that maybe we as adults don't need as much of? Mm. Well, that's an interesting, uh, interesting way of putting it. And uh, kids need protein. Okay, so kids need protein, they need good fats, and they need um, the vitamins and minerals from the really good fruits and vegetables. So I know I grew up in the 1950s and 60s, and at that point it was a food pyramid, and it was all about grains and bread, and and that's when food first started staying on the shelves for a long time in, in supermarkets. And now we've really moved away from that. We've realized that actually all those those bad carbs, as we call them, all the bread that we're eating and all the uh, cereals that we're consuming are actually causing diabetes. They're, they're part of what triggers insulin in our bodies. And when we start producing too much insulin, we start uh, causing the body to store more fat and we're also wearing out the pancreas because the pancreas is also always kicking it up. So we've gone from a pyramid to a plate. And if you think of a plate and if you think of it really divided into threes, you want two-thirds of your plate. And this is and this is so not the way we were brought up, right? So yeah. we were brought up that vegetable was a side dish, right? <laughs> Vegetables were a really small portion. And most of the plate was pasta or potatoes and meat. And so it's just natural that that's what we would gravitate toward in feeding our kids because that's what we grew up with. But today, the knowledge about nutrition has shifted that we don't need that much protein. If you have four or five ounces of protein, that's all you need. 
Um, kids, maybe they're growing, maybe you give them five, six ounces of protein, but they need to be trained from an early age to eat vegetables and go with whatever they like. I mean, don't force them to eat something that they don't like. Always introduce it to them over and over again. So I remember broccoli with my son. We had to introduce it a few times, and now they're like trees. And still to this day, he's 15. <laughs> he'll still eat the, the leaves off the tree and not eat the trunk. You know, he just <laughs> loves the tops of those broccolis. But he eats it, and he eats carrots, and he'll eat some spinach and spinach salad. So two-thirds of that plate, get your kids to love fruits and vegetables. Uh, give them four or five ounces of protein. And then, you know, there's got to be a healthy grain there. So try brown rice or a whole grain, um, whole grain roll. Or I make these delicious biscuits out of sweet potatoes. So uh, try alternate uh, forms. Sweet potatoes are really, really healthy, much healthier than white potatoes. Well, and you know what, hmm. that is very interesting you like say that, potatoes. because I never thought I could convert my kids, and I will tell you that the nutritionist on my other show had me start converting my whole family, you know, like two and a half years ago, so it wasn't an easy process, um, but I'm so glad that we did, because we were eating that traditional American diet, and the kids were gaining weight, and my dad was gaining weight, and I was gaining weight. And what I started to do was just every week, you know, start changing the portions, start changing the portions, introducing new things. And what happened after about a month, I noticed my kids' palates changed, and so did mine, in that stuff started tasting really sweet or stuff started tasting really, you know, uncomfortable for them because we went on real low processed sugar in our house. So when the kids would go to a birthday party and they gave them a great big slice of birthday cake. My kids were like two bites into the frosting. They scraped it off. They're like, Mom, that's too sweet because we don't have that incredible chemical sweetness in nature. And they reached for an apple or, an you know, a, a carrot or a pear or, you know, berries in the summer in lieu of cookies, which I thought would never happen. But she was right. And so are you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and we lose our ability to taste sweetness because we've overdone the, the sweet taste buds. And once you start uh, eliminating some of that processed sugar from your diet, things start, food starts tasting really sweet. So it's amazing. And I agree with you. When I started leaving the fresh fruit and apples and berries and everything right there on the the kitchen counter, then when my son walked by, he'd grab a piece of fruit. Last night, I noticed that we were out of cookies, and he made himself a fruit salad and put cinnamon on it. He was perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is the kids will only eat what you have there. And when you don't buy the snacks, you don't buy the cookies, you don't buy the chips, you know, all of these these things that, you know, we're used to uh, buying, the other thing is that they will eat it and then your grocery bill goes way down. When we switch to breakfast of, you know, of oatmeal, yogurt, and eggs, and, you know, we combine different things and the kids love it, my grocery bill went down tremendously because a box of cereal is four bucks. Mm. Right, and their scores will go up in school. Because they're getting all that much more protein, right? Yeah, they're getting better nutrition, and they'll actually do better in school, and they'll attend better to studies, so less ADD. Wow, wow. And they just feel better. I think they sleep better, and they feel better when they're not full of junk. Yeah, they do. Yeah, emotionally more calm. Oh, we have a break coming up. I didn't know that. (laughs) We'll be right back after the break. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life. And the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn. And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting today with Deb Boulanger, and we are talking about health and nutrition and wellness with respect to our kids. For those of you that missed the first three quarters of today's show and are just tuning in, you can find us at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. You can go to our host station in Texas, Toginet.com, or you can find us on iTunes under the same name, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. So now that you know where to find all of our 175 hours of free family-friendly military programming, let's go back to Deb Boulanger and learn more about healthy treats we can give our kids without breaking the bank or breaking our back. That, I think, is the biggest problem in our neck of the woods is breaking the bank. And, Deb, you were saying that frozen frozen vegetables are, or fruits are probably a good alternative yeah, I think frozen fruits and vegetables are a good alternative. You got to be careful about cans because cans are sometimes coated with a plastic that's called a PBA. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the PBAs actually leach into the food that's in the can and they're toxic. So if you have a choice, um, uh, unless the can says PBA free, definitely mm-hmm. go for frozen. Mm. Yeah, I I do that a lot because in New England, I've got to say, we have such a short growing season and the season, even when we have a a good crop year, it's still expensive. Our farmers, you know, have such a short amount of time to make any kind of produce. So we we get socked when it comes to either organic or or, uh, fresh. Yeah, it's really tough up in the New England area to watch your budget. It is, it is, and it's great. Uh, just some things that are in my freezer all the time. First of all, you can freeze bananas, which is mm-hmm. great. You can use them in smoothies if you have a blender. You can uh, make a cool treat for your kids, pouring in a little uh, chocolate and 
and banana and almond milk if you have it. And I do want to say something about dairy if we have time. Mm. But um, uh, yeah, definitely uh, fruit, frozen fruit. I always have blueberries and strawberries in the freezer and bananas. Yeah, they're always great to keep around. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm looking through your guide that uh, you said is downloadable from liveaholelife.net. It's really got so much in it. And what a wonderful um, gift this is that you've given all of your readers because you say this is free. There's a lot of recipes in here too. And I love the tips all the way through it that you have. And I think sometimes having some... uh, Good recipes just to go by is so great, and then you can spin off of it. Um, just a spring detox salad that you've got in here. It, it looks delicious, and <laughs> I'm really wanting some fresh fruit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's spring, right? So spring is a natural cleansing season, and if you are fortunate enough to to have access to fresh fruit, fresh uh, produce, then now's the time of year that all the fresh greens are coming in. You've got great lettuces and kale and chard and spinach. All of them are are coming in now in natural detox foods. And that detox Mm -hmm. salad is made with Swiss chard and blueberries and, oh, and uh, asparagus is now coming in. So we'll naturally feel better. We, We feel healthier if we can eat with the seasons. So to the extent that you do have fresh produce available to you, definitely, um, definitely get it. It's very healthy for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, how did you come about being such an expert? It, <laughs> you must, <laughs> were you always uh, a health, I don't want to say a health nut, because, but that's such a generic mm-hmm. term. Um, were you always health conscious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. And uh, I was a foodie. However, I've always really enjoyed food and good food that tastes good. So I would, as a mom, you know, I'd be taking care of my son. It'd be Saturday morning and I'd sneak in. I'd I'd cut an agreement with him that I got to watch the Food Network for half an hour while he watched (laughs) cartoons. And it was watching really the Food Network and all of the chefs that I really, I got inspired. And then I would go out later that day and I'd buy all the ingredients. And there was one show I loved so much. It was Five Ingredients or Less. And I loved that one. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Um, So I was always into cooking. Uh, I didn't get into quote unquote health food until my health started to fail and I really found myself (laughs) dragging down. You know, I was gaining weight. I was feeling lethargic. Um, I got to a point in my late 40s, early 50s, I I term it fuzzy brain. You know, I couldn't couldn't really even think straight. And so now uh, I I actually hired my own health coach. It was when I was going through my divorce and I wanted to get healthy. I started going back to the gym. I wanted my old body back. I didn't even want my old body. I just wanted a better body. Yeah. And uh, my Pilates teacher, I was going to a Pilates class and she said, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a friend of mine. Why don't you talk to her? And I went through her coaching program and I changed over what I ate. And I realized when I changed what I put into my body, I changed. I changed as a person emotionally I was different, Uh, physically I looked different, I had more energy, I didn't have a slump after lunch anymore, I could think more clearly. It was really a fundamental change that permeated my entire life. Wow. 
So much so that I went and got my own certification. I spent a year studying at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and have been taught by the likes of Andrew Weil and Deepak Chopra and other very well-known people in the food industry that uh, really changed my mind about nutrition forever. Wow. I think, too, so many times it's just having something that isn't going to uh, extinguish the the peak that we're feeling or the lull that we're feeling. You need something that's going to sustain you. And that's where a lot of the education comes in uh, to find something that isn't just going to be that sugar uh, surge that you get and then you get the you get the lull. You need something that's going to sustain your body because everybody who feels that 2 o'clock slump knows that if they had eaten better at lunchtime, they'd get they'd get through the day and then some. Exactly. And that makes me think of cravings because I I work with clients closely a lot. And one of the things that bothers them the most is why am I having these cravings? You know, and Mm -hmm. some eat well all day long and then they'll binge on cookies at night. Or like you said, you'll have lunch and then you have a slump and you can't get to dinner without a snack. And sometimes cravings are emotional and I will grant you that. But sometimes Cravings are actually a physical imbalance in the body. It's an imbalance with the primary nutrients, with your carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And once you decode that and you start eating the food that is uniquely right for you, because just like you have your own personality and a unique set of fingerprints, everybody has a unique, what I call, food blueprint. And your Mm. food blueprint is going to be different than mine, different than Sanders, and different than other people on the call here. So we work together to kind of decode what's your food blueprint? What kind of foods are going to make you feel alert, feel strong, so that you can eat based on how you want to feel? And the sad thing is that most people don't know how good they can actually feel. They've never felt that good before. Wow. That re- that's poignant when you stop and think about that. And that's probably very true. I think we need to be adventurous. And we need to try. Yeah, I've got to tell you. I had turned my nose up at almond milk for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter was down for the weekend. And she had her almond milk in the fridge. And lo and behold, there wasn't any milk left. And I used it on... Um, I use very little on cereal anyway when I have it. And I had some, and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And it was, this, <laughs> it was this little light bulb that went on over my head. And it was like, duh, I've been fighting it all these years. Yeah. And I should have tried it a long time ago. <laughs> there are excellent, excellent. Oh, yeah, almond milk is great. And there are so many excellent non-dairy alternatives. Coconut milk. Mm-hmm. Coconut mm. milk in half-gallon containers is sweet and delicious. I use it sometimes on the basis for a smoothie. Uh, it can be used for cereal. Absolutely, there's frozen coconut ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are lots of alternatives. So if you or your child has trouble with allergies or frequent sinus congestion, frequent sinus infections, lots of mucus, mucus tends to be caused by dairy. So I would cut down on the milk. Eliminate the ice cream. Ice cream is also a culprit with people who have IBS, who have irritable bowels, and sometimes they just can't digest it. We weren't born with the enzymes to digest cow's milk. Cows Mm. were. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it can cause all sorts of problems. So one thing I would tell moms, if your kids have chronic ear infections, sinus infections, always mucousy, cut down on the milk and avoid soy milk because soy 
has estrogen in it. It's estrogenic. It's not doesn't have mm-hmm. estrogen mm-hmm. in it, but it causes us to produce more estrogen, and it's not good for young kids. So stay with the almond milk, coconut milk, or water. Wow. <laughs> kids need water too. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, like I say, there's it is a science, and I think the more we uh, refer to something like your guide here, uh, it, it this is where we start to learn. All right, this is a good balance. I did find the the uh, flourless brownie recipe. By the way, it is okay. a black bean brownie recipe, and it uses low sodium black beans rinsed and drained, eggs, cocoa powder, uh, almond milk to speak of. It has a teaspoon of balsamic vinegar in it of all things and a little bit of coffee and semi-sweet chocolate chips on on top or I'm sure you could use the uh, carob or whatever else you wanted on the top but isn't that an interesting and if you google it you can find it very (laughs) interesting yeah yeah but I've heard a lot of people on my particular Facebook page raving about it Deb we're so close to the end uh, of the show I want people to know all of your um, addresses where they can find you email uh, websites and so forth sure so if you want to connect with me in person uh, the the easiest thing to remember is connect with deb.com so c-o-n-n-e-c-t with deb.com uh, I also wrote another free guide called um, the live a whole life guide to slimming down without dieting and Robin I haven't even told you about this one yet Ooh, I need it it's my slimdownguide.com so myslimdownguide.com. And in there, I have nine tips on how to lose weight without ever going on a diet again. I don't believe going on, I don't believe in diets. I don't believe they're good for you. But that's um, a really popular guide that people have enjoyed. Oh, I'm on it right now, downloading it as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, liveawholelife.net, which is my homepage. Live a whole nice. Deb Boulanger, thank you so much for being with us today. We sure do appreciate it, and I hope everybody is rushing to the site just like I did. Uh, A wealth of information and then some. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and excitement over it. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me. Take care. Next week, we've got another show ready and waiting for you, so I do hope you tune in, and we appreciate you being here with us and appreciating all of you for staying in touch with us. Always find us on Facebook and find us at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Thanks so much for being with us, everyone. Take care.